Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the I can't imagine either of those things, but I'll try edition. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Every, okay, every week when you do your, like, opening line edition, I just think of butts. (laughs) (laughs) And this week is no exception, which is hilarious. I know we've been conditioned to to like think oh, it's going to be about butts, but yeah. it's it's not about butts this week. I know. What? I know. It's not about. I I know. <laughs> Shocked. Uh, today is in betweeny. <laughs> today is in betweeny zero seventy one eruption with the energy of a billion suns. Whoa. <laughs> and uh, new life found beneath Antarctica. I, once again, if you just think about butts it's while like, saying either of those things, yeah, okay. it's hilarious. I see it. I see it now. Eruption <laughs> beneath. Yeah. That's just butt. It's just butt it, stuff. It, it, it does allude to butt stuff, but there are. this is a butt-free in-betweeny. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> it'll, 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 it's still disturbing in, in in many ways. Okay, as long as it's disturbing, yeah, then okay. I'm here for it. Excellent, excellent. Let's uh, do it. <laughs> I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with just butt crazy, the butt crazy Mercer Riley. Oh, I am so butt crazy. That's me, butt crazy Marissa, here, here at your service. <laughs> uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, welcome to the flock. Lol, welcome. <laughs> Dr. Riley here uh, comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. Uh, I really, really didn't know what we were talking about today, but um, <laughs> because I am fortunate enough to see Jill every day, I did try to uh, ask her after a couple drinks what we were going to talk about true. today, hoping that she would spill. She um, tried. She tried. She did give me a hint, uh, which she like leaned in. She was like, okay, tomorrow's episode is crazy. And that's all she told me. And I was like, that doesn't help at all. It is crazy every week. Jill, she's like, yeah, tomorrow's episode is crazy and unbelievable. And I was like, Jill. Yep. What? I'm consistent with my clues. You you can't break her. Completely not helpful. That's me. Yeah. (laughs) Even after a couple tequilas and a wine. Yeah. Nothing's coming out of this vault. Mixing alcohol, no, didn't work. Nope, didn't work. I guess you have to tell me now. Now that we're recording, we got to get into it. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's begin. Uh, You know what? We've done a lot of episodes and in betweenies whose topics really amplify not only how bizarre our universe is, but how fleeting we are as a species. It's true. We are so small. So fleeting uh, in the grand scope of things. And good news, today is no different. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Shit's gonna be weird. And ancient and massive and really, really tiny at the same time. It's the story of all of my emotions. It's <laughs> crazy. Just like that. Just yep. A terrifying roller coaster. Um, but let's start big, and I mean truly big. And to do so, we need to head back in time to a year that's really fitting for the bonkers cosmic discovery we're about to unpack. Okay. The year of clusterfuckery 2020. No! <laughs> I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry, but we have to. No! <laughs> so, and we're in April 2020? No, 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 yeah, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can, I'm sorry. I, no, I'm sorry for screaming. I, it's just like <laughs> such like a... A, visceral reaction. A, a visceral I reaction. And I can just imagine like all of our listeners, like, you know, on on their stationary bikes with their headphones in or like at work with their headphones in or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Earbuds. Sorry, I'm so old. 
Just like, just shivering in yeah. their seats. Shivering, just, wincing. Yeah. Maybe peeing a little. Yeah. Pee, yeah. <laughs> Small pee. Small pee. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we are in 2020, April 2020 to be exact. Woof. A month into the chaos on Earth, and it turns out space was kind of freaking out too. What? Yeah. So I'm not going to bury the lead here. Quote, a dense magnetic star violently erupted and spat out as much energy as a billion suns. Embarrassing. (laughs) Whoops. And it happened in a fraction of a second. What? Scientists recently reported, end quote, from Mindy Weisberger of LiveScience.com. Oh, my God. I know. I know what you're wondering. How in God's name is that possible? Yes. How does a star throw up? I have no idea. (laughs) Especially that much. Yeah. All great questions. And to answer it, we need to break down a few things. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. so now this uh, dense magnetic star, tis no ordinary star, it's a neutron star. Oh. I know, fancy. Ah. Which means, everyone, please picture a massive, massive star, like uh, at least three times our sun. Just try. Okay. <laughs> know, just try. I'm trying. Try to try. My head is exploding. I know. I'm trying. <laughs> okay. Now, neutron stars form from that beautifully sad process of when such a large star is at the end of its life. Oh. Having burned up all its energy and all that's left is a naked core. It's so actually really relatable. It's, we've all been there. Yeah. yeah. And thanks to the weight of that core, the star collapses in on itself in a gravitational crunch. So, wow. Again, we've all been there. So it's kind of like... Is it like a big piece of paper mm-hmm. that is being scrunched together into a little ball? Yeah, it's like perfect. That's, Amazing. It's a perfect analogy. Yeah. Amazing. You're welcome. Yeah. Amazing, yes. <laughs> so um, now all of that remaining matter, every proton and electron of that huge ass star, quote, is literally scrunched together, just uh-huh. like you said, leaving behind one of nature's most wondrous creations, a neutron star. Oh. Neutron stars cram roughly 1.3 to two and a half times the mass of our sun into a sphere perhaps 12 miles across. Wow. Matter is packed so tightly that a sugar cube-sized amount of material would weigh more than a billion tons, or about the same as Mount Everest, end quote, that- from NASA. I just, uh, wow. (laughs) She took her glasses off. I just. Her hand is in her face. Space stuff just blows my mind. Like the numbers, all of it makes sense. The math of it all makes sense. Mm. But the idea of it all, Mm. it does not make sense. Yeah. I know. I could some, a sugar cube that weighs a billion tons. That that weighs (laughs) the amount of Mount Everest. (sighs) I I just. Nature is. To quote, fucking to quote everyone from like four years ago, I can't even. <laughs> I can't even. That's Do people right. even say that anymore? That just well, that sentence doesn't even have weight after twenty twenty. It's just well, bring it back. It's helpful. I can't. I can't even. I can't yeah. even. Now that was a lot to take in, and it's only going to get weirder. Actually, great. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> it's going to get weirder. Hold on to your human butts, okay? <laughs> because the neutron star we're talking about. Uh, the one that farted out all that energy. Yes. <clears throat> it's also a magnetar. What? Yes. So <laughs> that sounds like a mythical creature. It does. Right? Yeah, it does. It's like unicorns and magnetars. <laughs> it sounds like something with horns. I'm. What is the actual name of it? I'm going to think of it at like Me- 2 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, a minotaur. 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 Uh, Nailed it. It's a minotaur. <laughs> This is like a minotaur. In space. In space. There you go. Cool. Uh, Dr. Marissa, 
Uh, please tell us what the fuck a magnetar is, okay. how this thing can be a neutron star and a magnetar. What is that? Uh, please tell us as so wonderfully described by Mindy Weisberger of LiveScience.com. I would Is it a bull in space? <laughs> it's probably not, but <laughs> we can hope. All right. Quotes. A neutron star's gravitational pull is so intense that a passing marshmallow would hit the star's surface with a force of 1,000 hydrogen bombs. Shit. Magnetars are neutron stars with magnetic fields that are 1,000 times stronger than those of other neutron stars, and they are more powerful than any magnetic object in the universe. I'm, this is blo- this quote is blowing my mind that I'm like using my hands. She's using both her hands. So wildly. <laughs> She's flailing. Anyways, I am flailing. Okay, back to the quote. Our sun pales in comparison to these bright, dense stars, even when they aren't erupting. Lead author Alberto J. Castro Torado, a research professor with the Institute for Astrophysics of Andalusia and the Spanish Research Council, said in the statement, quote, even in an inactive state, uh, magnetars can be 100,000 times more luminous than our sun, mm-hmm. Castro Torado said, end quote. So they're it's, like... It's insane. They're like... <laughs> Super neutron stars. Yeah. They're, they're, like, they're just way more magnetic, 100,000 times brighter than our sun. <laughs> Once again, that number can't. It, it, it tells a story, and it's a story that I can't believe. Can't. It's just insane. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Extremely bright, extremely magnetic, just like members of the flock. Oh. Now, I know. Now, Castro Torado said a key word there, erupting. Yeah. Yeah. Magnetars are notorious for flaring up and shooting out energy with absolutely no warning. Good. Great. That's (laughs) fun. And whatever episodes they have, they are colossal and super, super brief at the same time. Oh. Like the one we're about to talk about. Okay. Let's get into it. So, everyone, imagine our Earth. You got it. Okay. Point to it. And now please move your finger 13 million light years away to the Sculptor Galaxy. (laughs) I'm trying to point and I just don't know when to stop my finger. Yeah, Yeah, I can't help you. Uh, It's a fellow spiral galaxy and it's home to the Magnetar GRB. Two zero zero one four one five. Oh, right. <laughs> or as Victor Reglero, Victor, Dr. Victor, director of <laughs> University of Valencia's Image Processing Laboratory, or as Victor calls it, quote, a true cosmic monster. I was hoping we would have a, a more fun name than a bunch mm. of numbers and yeah. letters. And I got it. Got it. Cosmic monster. Yeah, that's why you were right. It is a bull in space. There you go. I nailed it. (laughs) I nailed it. That's why they call me doctor, not a doctor. (laughs) Uh, On April 15th, 2020, uh, the Atmosphere Atmosphere Space Interactions Monitor Instrument, or ASIM, on the International Space Station detected a flare from that magnetar, which was... Unimagined, so unimaginably, unimaginably violent, yet brief. Oh, my a, God. Just a tenth of a second long. Oh. And get this. It took physicists more than a year to dissect all the information received 
in that tenth of a second. Wild. I know. Wild. Yeah. Dr. Marissa, please tell us what they discovered. Nothing would make me happier. Okay, quote, the scientists found that the distant magnetar released as much energy as our sun produces in a hundred thousand years. (laughs) And it did so in just one-tenth of a second. Or, (laughs) okay, or the energy output of a billion suns. Uh, end quote from LiveScience.com. Mm-hmm. I, I just, yep, it's blowing. I, it's I, blowing I my mind. Yeah. in one tenth of a second, yeah. it's just wild. Yeah, and just to put that amount of time into perspective, it takes us about a tenth of a second to blink. Yeah. So everyone, blink. You just farted billion suns. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It's crazy that this can happen yeah. in the universe, and I didn't know. Yeah. There's so much happening. Yeah. Did this cause COVID? <laughs> Let's not start no, a conspiracy. No, don't, don't start that no, Reddit thread. Bitch. Put down the computer. Um, but yeah. like, yeah, I didn't feel anything. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> we were busy. <laughs> we are busy. We were really busy. So how in the hell, how in the holy hell can something like this be produced in that short amount of time yeah all right well drum roll please okay we're not sure great <laughs> good stuff good stuff we're not sure because the eruptions are so damn brief we can't get a good picture of it okay uh but there is a theory okay from the ruvid uh from the ruvid.org article that's r-u-v-i-d.org the article captured uh called captured high frequency oscillations in the gigantic eruption of a neutron star wow <gasps> what a title quote the scientific community thinks that eruptions and magnetars may be due to instabilities in their magnetosphere or in other words due to a kind of earthquake produced in their crust oh. a rigid and elastic layer about a half mile thick huh. Regardless of the trigger, waves created in the star's magnetosphere interact with each other, dissipating energy, explains Alberto J. Castro Tirado, end quote. So, my friends, just when you thought earthquakes were scary, there are starquakes releasing more energy than our sun ever could. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) This broke me. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. This has broken me. I know. I just, I, 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 yeah. I, I, I feel like this is like something that would happen like in a Marvel yeah. universe. Yeah. Like this is something Thanos would do. I can't believe how often I bring up Thanos from this Marvel. Is, I'm not least... even a fan. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy the films. Uh, they make us cry. Uh, but I'm not like, mm-hmm. I'm not like, a, I've only seen like three or four and there's like 20,000. Yeah. But yeah, every time a space thing happens, I'm like, it's Thanos. Well, Thanos did this. I, f- I feel like this magnetar, just that little fart would have destroyed Thanos, though. Where was it? Why didn't <laughs> one of us think about this? If Jill and I can find the answer, why yeah. didn't Captain whatever? Is it Captain America? I think so. Iron Man. <laughs> Captain Iron He's Man. smart. Captain Iron Man, where were you? All right. Well, we're going to take a break. Okay. (laughs) And after the break, uh, we're back on Earth. 
but we're going to Antarctica. Of course we yeah. are. So please stay tuned. Please I'm, I'm going to I'm going to calm down Dr. Riley here. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get a snack. Okay. <laughs> stay tuned. Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And I hope you brought a coat. Always. And some gloves. Okay, maybe and, not. And a hat would be nice. I don't have any anymore. I okay. lost them all. <laughs> because we're standing on a big old slab of ice, a.k.a. an ice shelf, about 1.6 million square kilometers in size. Yeah, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so unprepared. Of course, this means we're in Antarctica, and it just so happens to be 2018. Oh. Uh, we're with a team of researchers from the Alfred Wegener Institute and the Helmsholtz <laughs> Center for Polar and Marine Research of Germany. And boy, howdy, they've got plans. I believe you. Yeah, they're using nothing but a jet of hot water. They dug two holes through this massive ice shelf, each 650 feet deep. Holy shit! I know, my friends, just for perspective, that's a bit taller than the Space Needle in Seattle. That's how deep they dug these motherfucking holes. Oh my god! <laughs> Those are some deep holes! <laughs> Once again, I really want to make a butt joke, but I won't. That's <laughs> okay. We, we get the idea. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to know where exactly this is taking place in Antarctica, uh, please picture South America. You got it. Point to the very southern tip. Okay. Now move your finger further south, southeast, until you hit Antarctica's coastline. And here, my friends, is the Ekstrom ice shelf. Oh. Uh, I just wanted to say Ekstrom because there's an umlaut over the O, and who doesn't love a good umlaut? I love an umlaut. Yeah. Ekstrom. Um. Extrum? 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 I actually don't know how to pronounce an umlaut. If you, if our listeners are really good at pronouncing this, uh, leave us a... Leave us a voicemail. Voicemail. Okay, now I also know what you're thinking. (laughs) Why the hell are we basically at the end of the world? Yeah, What, what are we doing? What could we possibly find here, especially this far deep in a solid block of ice? Well, if you thought... I bet they found 77 new species of animals. You're right. I didn't, um, but I'm glad they did. <laughs> uh, these included new species of sword-shaped by byro- bryozoans. Bryo- bryozoans. And serpolid worms. Serpolids. Serpolid, yeah. And if you're wondering what the hell those are, well, without any details, Dr. Marissa, I'd like to show you Please what these are. do. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I hear the word worm, so I'm guessing. Wormish. 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 Yeah. But bry- bryozoans, yeah. No well, idea. I'm going to show you a photo. Uh, all photos we talk about today uh, will be on our Instagram, Twitter, social media stuff. So please come on by and take a look at these animals. But Dr. Marissa, please describe what you see. And if you saw these in person, would you think they were animals? Take a, take a look at this. I would love to look at them. Yeah, I don't think these look like animals to me at all. Um, I think these look like rocks. <laughs> this looks like a rock collection. Um, it kind of looks like, you know what it looks like? Yeah. So I'm looking at like a... Uh, a bunch of different looking rocks and uh, they're not rocks, sorry, uh, things. And then, um, but they kind of look like dried coral reef Yeah, a lot. Exactly. They're each different. Some are kind of like porous. Some are kind of like tube shaped. Mm -hmm. Some are like, um, like, uh, what is the word? Um, Like a coin pancake shape. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of them have little holes in them. Yeah. Porous. And then some are kind of an orangey color. Some are kind of a gray color. But at the end of the day, these really look like rocks or fossils. There you or go. Or 
uh, dried up. Um, uh, I just have no brain cells left after the tequila <laughs> I had last night. Um, I just said it not three seconds ago. Coral. Coral. Hey. That's it. <laughs> nailed it. Still here, y'all. Fucking nailed it. Okay, so what are these little beings exactly found 650 feet down in a block of ice? Well, according to Tom Hale of LifeScience.com, quote, Bryozoa, commonly known as moss animals. Oh, I know. Moss <laughs> it's so cute. Are a phylum of simple invertebrate animals that live in aquatic environments. Typically, no longer or larger than a millimeter, these animals often consist of tough exoskeletons similar to those of coral, with a bunch of hair-like tentacles used to filter feed. Serpolid worms are similar stationary suspension feeders. End quote. So there you go. They sound kind of cute. They do. Cute little fuzzy things that's right there you go do you like my Very do you duck- like my scientific uh word fuzzy sea things fuzzy sea things i mean why not why not it's very dr seussian i love yep. it so we know who they are but i know what else you must be asking and you're not alone uh lead author of this study dr david barnes a marine biologist at the british antarctic survey or bas thought the same thing dr marissa please tell us what that question is and what conclusion the researcher came up with. I would love to talk about this. All right. According to the BAS press release titled Abundance of Life Discovered Beneath an Arctic Ice Shelf, quote, it's amazing that we found evidence of so many animal types, most of which usually feed on microalgae, yet no plants or algae can live in this environment. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So the big question here is, How do these animals survive and flourish here? Uh, The team concludes there must be enough algae carried under the ice shelf from open water to fuel a strong food web. Microscopy of samples showed that surprisingly, annual growth of four of the species was comparable with similar animals in open marine Arctic shelf habits, end quote. Habitats. Yeah. Habitats. Sorry. Uh, so shit is floating over there. Yeah. To feed them. Exactly. I oh mean, my God. they're living the life. I mean, basically, they they just chill and wait for the algae to come to them. I, that is <laughs> what, I, I love that. That I is know. what I do. Yeah. It's like with Seamless. Exactly. You order if, food. You order food. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I was about to explain Seamless, but yeah. I was like, I think our listeners are smart enough to know what food ordering is. <laughs> um. That's exactly what they do. I just lie in bed and I wait for food with to your come ma- to with, me. With your mouth open. With my mouth open. <laughs> <That's right>. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, so, yeah. They're just chilling, waiting for the algae to come to them. Uh, algae rolling in from an ocean kilometers away. And it looks like these creatures have been sitting here waiting and thriving for thousands of years. I get it. Um, co-author Dr. Gerhard Kuhn who coordinated the drilling project, says, quote, another surprise was to find out how long life has existed here. Carbon dating of dead fragments of the seafloor animals varied from current day to 5,800 years ago. Hot damn. I know. That's a long time. So despite living nearly two to five miles from the nearest open water, an oasis of life may have existed continuously for nearly 6,000 years under the ice ice shelf. You know, even though it's so cold... That sounds like a really nice life to just 
be somewhere nice and chill mm -hmm. and not do anything and your food just flies into your mouth. It's amazing. I am so impressed with these little guys. Yeah, they, they, they figured it out. They have nailed life. Yeah, they're like away from everyone. I just don't, I don't want to be bothered. Yeah, they're not worrying about a, a plague right now. No, they're fine. They're not worrying about anything. <laughs> this is amazing. Fucking incredible. I love them. Uh, needless to say, this smorgasbord of life blew researchers away because their previous theories about the ice shelf were the opposite. They thought that there's less life the farther down you go, which doesn't seem to be the case. No. Uh, if this podcast has taught us anything, it's that holes have surprises. They really do. They really do, <laughs> And I don't want to be anywhere near them when researchers dig them up. Nope. The end. <laughs> The end. Yeah. Holes. If we if we ever had to change the name of this podcast, it would be to holes. Yeah. <laughs> holes and what's inside of them. <laughs> With Jill Chacha and Dr. Riley. There you go. <laughs> Not a doctor. <laughs> uh, thank you for subscribing, rating, listening, telling your friends about holes. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are awesome. Y'all are awesome. Spread the word. Spread the word about the fart with the energy of a billion suns. Please tell them about yeah. it. They need to know. They do. And they need to know about the holes full of uh, creatures living their best lives. Oh, incredible. incredible. Just amazing. And thank you. And please stay interesting. Oh, please do.